Hey everybody, it's Alex. Hey, don't skip this. This isn't a commercial. Um, rather yet, it's a challenge that I want to put out to the industry. Um, Brian Guy is one of my favorite people in this industry. You guys know we've had him on the episode a couple times. Um, it's always well, well received when he comes on. He's just the nicest, sweetest, kindest uh, human being um, in the industry. There's a lot of negativity that goes on in these Facebook groups. And what I want to do is challenge everybody to be more like Brian Guy. So I'm starting the Give Unsolicited Glory Challenge, um, where basically just, you know, you never know what's going on in somebody's day, somebody's life. Um, and you get on and you troll them and, you know, puts just puts everybody in a bad mood. So uh, the challenge is um, to start being nice, you know, um, give somebody a little pep talk, give somebody um, a, uh, a positive thought, um, or instead of trolling them when they ask a question, you know, actually help them out. Um, so again, I, I wanted to, to pay a little bit of tribute to Brian. Um, so using his last name, Guy, and let's give unsolicited glory. Thank you. Hey, y'all, it's Noxie. Thanks for listening to the Detailed Solutions Podcast. And now, a little bit more about one of our sponsors. Alex, have you heard about the pain assassins on Facebook? No, Noxie, what's that? I'm glad you asked, you wrinkled little booby. Pain assassins started by a dude named Jason Bruno to where detailers can find the camaraderie that they're looking for without any of the negative trolling bullshit like other Facebook groups. Not only that, but they can compete with their work weekly, monthly, or yearly to win prizes. Oh, dude, and they make sick merchandise, so you always have fresh gear to wear. Whoa. <sighs> anyway, y'all want to check it out? Again, it's Pain Assassins on Facebook or Instagram. Check it out. Hey there, podcasters. What if I told you that there was a product out there that would knock out multiple detailing products? Not only is it the ultimate time and money saver, but produces amazing results and is versatile on almost every substrate. It can also be used in your home or commercial businesses. Gen KO is an all-around multi-cleaner capable of removing light to moderate water spots, grease, and grime. It's safe on surfaces including windows, door jams, paint, mat, PPF and vinyl, rubber moldings, plastic trim, and ceramic coated surfaces. My name is Jennifer Turcott, and after 22 years in the detailing industry, I'm so proud to have a product that is helping my fellow detailers around the world and others. I've tested Gen KO for more than two years before the final ready to use product was produced. I'm beyond happy when people reach out and tell me how much the Gen KO helped them, and it can help you too. To get your own, you can contact me directly or go to www.igocodingsusa.com, contact your local IGL distributor or installer, and pick your bottle up today. And don't forget to share your experience on social media using the hashtag GenKOMix.
Welcome to the Detail Solutions Podcast. My name is Alex, and as always, I will be your host. Uh, today, um, I feel very special. We've got Corey Carruth. You guys might know him from Car Pro, Sky's the Limit, all that fun stuff. How you doing, Corey? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what, a quick little story before we jump into it. Um, so I was messaging with Noxie um, the other night, and... Um, I told him that I was going to have you. I said, I said, uh, Corey's going to be on the next episode. And he was like, Corey, who? And I'm like, Corey. And he's like, <laughs> Corey, he's like, Corey Carruth. And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, wow. And I was like, well, what, you know, what, what's, and he was like, man, as long as I've known Corey, I've never known him to do something like this. Um, so if that's true, man, I appreciate cool. you. I appreciate you <laughs> coming that's on and cool. doing that something. That is a super like interesting that. story. I didn't know what you were gonna say. That's awesome. I love Noxie. So uh, yeah, yeah. You um, yeah. No, thank you so much for inviting me on. Yeah, he he seemed super, super impressed super that I was able to get you on. So that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, super excited to be here. So it works yeah. out. <laughs> um, so for anybody who maybe doesn't know you, um, give them the who who you are, where you're from, what do you do kind of thing. Uh, how far back do you want me to go? Like how I got into the industry? Well, let's, or we'll, let's start with an introduction and then we'll jump into okay. all that fun stuff. Yeah. Sure. You got it. So uh, my name is Corey Carruth. Um, I got started in the industry in uh, 2012. Um, originally, I'm from Papua New Guinea, just a little known fact. I grew up there, childhood, and, you know, first 12 years, moved to the States and got into a different industry. Um uh, you know, went to tech school, uh, got into a different industry, and uh, ultimately got into uh, this part of it in 2012. Right. So um, you were engineer, architect, something like that? I worked at, a, yeah, I was a designer, a draftsman. I worked at uh, an architectural engineering firm right. um, here in Orlando and Longwood, actually. And uh, like that Lynx bus station downtown. Yeah. Knows, knows what I'm talking about. I did that. I did a bunch of really cool stuff like that. Oh, wow. One of the companies I worked with. So how do you go from architect to <laughs> detailer to distributor? <laughs> like, really, yeah, it's like, a really interesting question. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, uh, I, it, it, so it's a, it's an interesting story, but it, I'll back up a little bit because it's, a little crazier because of how hard I had worked to get into the field that I was in. in the first right. Um, so I had, um, when I first moved to the States, there was, I had uh, very uh, intense culture shock with the way it was from living in, you know, growing up in the rainforest and that culture in Papua New Guinea to moving here. Right. So um, it, it, it wasn't a great, um, you know, teenage years were not great. And I ultimately ended up uh, dropping out of high school, getting my oh. GED. Um, and then, uh, I ultimately went back to tech school. I got a degree at, uh, uh, in Associate of Science. So I worked real hard getting uh, that degree so that I could get, you know, some kind of job that could could make uh, a better money than sweeping parking lots and waiting tables, which was what I was doing. And so got myself through school, was working, you know, at nights and then going to school during the daytime and got into that job. And then just, you know, the sky was the limit from there. I just really took off in that, in that field and just worked, you know, that's how we do it. Right. And I just worked uh, hard, you know, I worked everybody and really had a good uh, job, a good career in that industry. I really loved my job. Um, I was, I got my first job in that field. I was like maybe 2021. 20, 
and just was, you know, building up in there, you know, good, good salary, you know, making, you know, better and better money and loved what I did. I was making really cool stuff. Like I said, the Lynx bus station. Yeah. Um, I loved the, you know, how uh, responsible I was for the job. Like there was, there was a lot resting on my shoulders and I loved that. I loved all the details of the jobs. It's kind of like a little bit like detailing, you know, it's yeah. the, the, the devil's in the details. And when you get into the details of it, pe people like us really dig that kind of stuff. So right. that was really, um, uh, it really suited me well. It made me feel uh, very fulfilled. And so I loved that. And so how did I get from that to leaving that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically when I was 30 years old, um, I had never bought a new car or anything before I had, uh, and I didn't know how to wash a car. You know, I, I, my, me washing a car was getting an old t-shirt and putting some yeah. <laughs> and rubbing the car in the bright sun. Like I had right. no idea what I was doing. I didn't care. I, you know, I was just, uh, wasn't my priority. I was, you know, buying, you know, a thousand dollar car here. And when that broke another thousand dollar car and just never had a decent vehicle, never cared how to take care of it. Right. And, right. Um, I was just trying to make it, you know, but I had gotten past that. And I, I got to this point where the first time I saw a Saturn sky, I just fell in love with the vehicle. Right. I was just like, love this car. And so my, for my 30th birthday, I finally said, you know what, I'm going to get this car. And so I went out and bought, it was right, right as Saturn was going under. I don't know if you recall when yep. there was some um, Penske was going to buy it yep. and then, yeah, so, uh, didn't and then it ended up going, but I didn't care what was going to happen to it. I was like, I'm going to get that car. So anyway, long story short, I bought this car, the Saturn sky and my job was still good at the time. Um, but, uh, we had gotten bought by a bigger company. Okay. The bigger company that purchased us, um, they had software and different things in place that not as much road on my shoulders. So I didn't wake up at three in the morning saying, oh, no, I forgot to do this. Or, right. you know, I, I had a, you know I, it didn't matter what I did as much anymore. And so I didn't feel um, as fulfilled in my job. So when I got this car, I uh, at first I uh, went down to Walmart and just got some, you know, McGuire's Gold Class and uh, an armor all wash mitt and i was like i'm gonna take great care of this car like i'm just gonna <laughs> right. do everything right you know so I, at least i picked good with the with the soap you know it's good yeah. great soap. so I, I i uh i started taking care of it a little bit and then i started going i was like i'm probably doing this all wrong so i started going on on the internet and started looking on forums and trying to figure out how to how to take care of this car because i was like you know just in love with this car <laughs> and yeah i was gonna do anything to take care of it right so just kind of went down the rabbit hole into detailing this was actually 2000 this would have been like 2010 okay uh, 2009 2000, oh, 2009 i guess yeah so just down the rabbit hole i went and um i realized that um there was all kinds of brands and you know how the marketing is and there's a million different brands of and everybody's is the best stuff and right on these forums i whatever was the most popular whatever everybody said that's what you need to get i said okay that's what i need to get and so i started buying products and testing them and then i was started learning what was more just the flavor of the month or what was just popular what you know and and then i would learn to listen to certain people that i trusted like i would start to gather like hey this guy really knows what he's talking about he's right trying to push what he thinks is popular and so um came across the brand uh, ultima loved their products and they were barely spoken about um uh, but I came to find out that the creator of, you know, their, that's like their in-house brand. And they actually make a lot of the products for a lot of other uh, brands that are really highly, heavily marketed. And so I thought, you know, um, it's weird that nobody knows about, like there's like two or three people that swear by these, uh, 
by these products and everybody else is pushing these, you know, these relabeled products everywhere. Right. That are not, not even, you know, if you actually test them, they're not any better. So anyway, long story short, I started getting um, different products and comparing them side by side, actually showing exactly what I was doing and, and posting it on forums and um, on a couple of forums. And um, people were always telling me, you know, you should sell these products. You're always on here helping us, like, you know, giving us advice and helping us anyway for free. You should sell them. And I was like, yeah, not really. I've got a job, you know, I'm good. And I'm just doing this for a hobby. But I was spending a ton of time, like, writing these reviews and taking these silly little video clips that I, like, really low budget, but just quick clips to yeah. add on my reviews. And um, so that, that went on for a while. And then, uh, manufacturer by the name of CarPro at the time. Now it's a very well-known name. It's probably one of the hottest brands in the industry, but yeah. um, at the time they had just entered the United States. Um, they were one of the first, there was Optimum and CarPro and I think G-Technique popped in right around there as well. There was very few companies doing ceramic coatings. It was really just those three. Yeah. Nobody had heard of anything else in the U.S. with a ceramic coating and Optimum didn't call it a ceramic coating. They said it was a, uh, well, I don't want to get it wrong, so I won't say it, but right. <laughs> I can't remember exactly how they, um, labeled it but uh, so anyway it was a very new thing and you know people would uh a lot of people were scared to even use ceramic coatings professionals were scared they were gonna lose you know lose their jobs at yeah coating on their customer's car and so it was a really you know brave new world for for the united states detailing scene and um anyways uh that company uh i had oh i know what it was it was their merino wash mitt uh, my friend Tad told me, hey, you got to try this Marina wash mitt. So I think he, he might have even send it to me. So I tested it, did this short little review. Usually my reviews were like way yeah. too long. We actually read the whole thing, I think. But it was like this short little just succinct review. And I guess Avi, the owner of CarPro Global, he saw that and he reached out to me and he was like, hey, you should review, you know, all of my products. And I was like, well, I might not like all of them, but, you know, I'll be happy to check them out. I'm, I'm going to be honest about it. You know, I'll find right. something good and something bad about everything. It's just there's always, there's always something good and something bad about any product. So, uh, but I'll do it if you want. And so started doing that, got to know Avi. And so fast forward a year later, about a year later, Avi reached out to me and said, hey, I want you to, um, to operate our professional uh, ceramic coating line in the United States. And we kind of worked through the details of, well, how am I going to, uh, how's that going to be worth my while to go and promote something and, and uh, help people um build something that i can only sell to like a handful of people right <laughs> it's yeah not gonna, it's not gonna be worth my time it's gonna be all pain and, and yeah and you know no reward so uh ultimately we decided on hey you go ahead and buy all the other products too you know at the time it was like five products you know tarx iron x pearl we hadn't come out with reset yet hadn't come out with reflect um fixer so it's like five products in the line right. and uh so sorry i should have muted that um <laughs> So uh, I agreed to it. It was, uh, the, I'll remember the one thing Avi said to me, we were Skyping, I was on my way to, to maybe it was to SEMA or something. Um, and I forget where I was headed, but he Skyped me and I hadn't answered him back. I hadn't given him a final answer that I would, yeah, I would, you know, distribute CarPro in the US. Uh, and he Skyped me and he said, hey, you know, what's the, uh, your feet are getting cold. What's, what's, what's going on here? I forget the way he actually put it, but it was really funny because he, because of the translation. Yeah. But, uh, so I said, no, I said, uh, you know, it's just, it's going to be a lot. There's, it's going to be a lot. And I've got to, I'm pretty happy with my life and it's just, it's going to be a lot. <laughs> and, and I was, I wasn't thinking how it would take over my entire life. I was just new in my gut. This is going to be a lot of work. And, yeah. um, and he said, nah, it'll be easy. Go for it. You got this. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
some part of me, I guess, wanted to believe that. And now I should really thank him for, uh, for lying to me on that. Yeah. <laughs> or at least, um, being convinced to, to push me towards it. Uh, so that, that's the, that's the whole, uh, short story of it. And, uh, from there on, you know, I just got my first pallet and started moving. Nice. And it was, it was just, uh, yeah. And long journey. when was that like 2012 you said or 2012, uh, yeah, 2000, very beginning of 2012. Yep. Hey, this is Marshall with Hyperclean. We're so excited to be a part of what Alex is doing here at the detail solutions podcast that we want to extend to you 15% off the hot new products that we have coming out of Hyperclean, like Hyperclean Slick, the perfect silica spray, lets you get streak-free application, even in the sun, three to six months protection. Hyperclean uh, Eco One, the new waterless and rinseless that's infused with Slick. You also get 15% off of that, or 15% off any of the Hyperclean ceramic lines. That's Uno, Dose, Trade. So if you've got any questions about these, shoot me a text, 918-800-1188. And thanks so much for listening here to the Detail Solutions Podcast. Use Detail 15 for your 15% off code on the Detail Supply app. Hey, this is Marshall with HyperClean. Make it a great day. Yeah, because I think I'm when I met you um, at the car wash, I think it was like 2015 when you that when you came to right. when you came to the car wash and and showed us how to do UK. And I re- I remember then you were still like you were still working out of your house at that point, I believe. Right. Yeah. I maybe so. 15 Cause you were still, you were still up in Debary at that point. Deltona, yeah. 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 Deltona. Yeah. 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 yeah you hadn't moved yet. Moved down the town. Yeah. I was still point, sleeping yeah. one or two hours a night trying to receive 12, 13, 14. That was like, yeah. So for three years I was still, cause I, I'm not a big risk taker. Yeah. Uh, well, now I've gotten a little bit better at it, but uh, back then, especially, and even to this day, I'm a more conservative-minded person. Like I was never going to leave, leave my career, and so I was working 40 hours a, a week at that instead oh, wow. of many hours I used to work. And then I was also doing this on the on the uh, I should say on the side, but it was more. This was taking me. I mean, all together, I was putting in you know over 120 hours a week. Yeah. I was literally um, sleeping two or three hours a night, uh, maybe I'd say three and a half hours on average. Right. And um, like if I could get four or five hours, that was a real treat. There was nights that I'd just go all the way through to the next day. And and yeah, yeah, it was, it was a real, uh, it was very challenging time. So yeah, when I met you, it was about three years into that. And it was soon after that, that I think I got my first uh, warehouse. Yeah. And how long, how long did it take you to finally say like, okay, this is it. I'm going to leave my full-time professional career job and do this detail thing. When I was making, because I'm such a conservative minded <laughs> thing, when my bank account showed me that I was making as much doing this as I was making at my job, then right. I said, okay, um, I'm ready to take a gamble. Nice. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Now, now in hindsight, I should have done it you know, sooner. I could have made it a, a year or two sooner, but I literally waited until the other thing that, that, that kind of keyed me in was, um, I was, I was broken on every level by then, like, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, like I was on the edge of a nervous breakdown. I think most people, oh, wow. honestly, I think most people probably would have been in the emergency room way sooner. And I believe that I probably would have been in the emergency room, like within another week. And it was just, oh, wow. there was nothing left. Like things were breaking on me. Like I had there was one, I got a million stories, but there was one day where I, I literally taped a, 
a coat hanger to my hand because something had, I had torn some kind of ligament trying to pack packages because my body was so worn down. Yeah. Just stuff was falling apart, you know? <laughs> so, so to try to keep going, I couldn't stop, you know, I couldn't, yeah. there's no, oh, I'm hurt. You know, there's no, I'll make it up next, you know, I'll make it up tomorrow. I can't right. Order, tomorrow. Orders are coming in. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can't, you there's can't. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and then eventually you started, you started adding on other brands and everything too, because now you're not just car pro. Now you, you distribute a, a, a plethora of different brands really. So right. like at what point were you, did you see that as a, as a necessity? Like, I can't, like, if I'm going to do this, I can't just do car pro or was it just one of those things where people just started coming to you and saying, Hey, we'd like for you to distribute our stuff. A combination of two and some other things. So initially, like even almost right off the bat, maybe even right off the bat, if it wasn't within, if it wasn't at launch, I believe it was at launch. We already had more than, more than just car pro. Okay. Um, I want to say we had, uh, Ultima, Four Star, Sonus, which are the all uh, made by Labs on, um, so they make phenomenal products. And I thought, and those were all products that I'll, I'd always loved to to use. Okay. And they had actually reached out to me right after. I don't know if I told them that I was going to start distributing CarPro, and then they had offered this, but they had reached out to me right around that same time and said, "Hey, we'd love for you to you know work with us with our brands to do stuff." And I said, "Oh, I'm actually just agreed to do this with CarPro." And they said, "Well, you can still sell the products." I think it went something like that. Oh, okay. So I reached out to Avi and I said, hey, you know, I'm not the exclusive distributor of every product. So it would be, I feel like it would be fair for me to also sell other things. Like I want to have my own identity and, um, and it's, it's just better that way. It's more honest and, and, you know, people can, can count on me to be telling them, you know, good advice yeah. instead of just being one, you know, like knowing that I'm just getting paid by this brand. Right, I don't right. get paid. I've never, you know, they've never paid me. I don't get paid by, I'm not an employee of CarPro in, in any way. Right. Um, but obviously I, I love their products and I'm, I'm certainly um, a little biased towards them when it yeah. comes to no doubt about that. Yeah. No, but, I was, uh, I was just curious. Cause I, cause you know, again, when I met you, you were, you were car pro and then, and then like, I think it was, Oh, I see what maybe, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause then it was like two point. or three later, two or three years later or something like that is when you switched the name to sky's the limit. So that's right. why I, I didn't, didn't know. know if, the name the limit. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a great point. Yeah. I, I kind of forget that just cause I, I, I identify so strongly as sky's the limit now. Right. Um, but you're exactly right. In the beginning, like our website is still carpro-us.com. Yeah. And in the beginning we were carpro USA. And um, that was our main thing. And then we just had some other brands. And I guess as we built um, in the beginning, CarPro wasn't a huge brand. And so I, I think it was, hey, <laughs> I think it was um, it's getting big. Yeah, dude. It's huge yeah. now. <laughs> Doesn't want any styrofoam peanuts anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. We, we keep her away from that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the dogs end up eating them. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so. So initially, I think it was super important that we built CarPro, the brand, because back then, like very few people knew about it. And I was just focused on that. You know, I was focused on building CarPro. Right. And I, they made such great products, you know, or they make such great products. I was like, I'm, I was all about that. And, but once it got big enough and once we'd really built that brand, then I was like, hey, uh, what about what we've built here? Like nobody knows even who we are. Nobody's ever heard of Sky's the Limit Car Care. Yeah. They, they just keep calling us CarPro. And we're like, no, we're not just car pro. We need to do, you know, do something about that. So then we started, we, as we were building out our team and really finding our identity, then we, um, 
the name was always sky's the limit oh, okay like when we started when i went and got the whatever you call it you know the business LLC, license and everything yeah yeah that was sky's the limit car care oh and okay. we just were always on you know you saw on our website car pro usa everything car pro usa but then we just uh, started to you know build out that brand we redid our uh well i don't have the same shirt on but the, yeah the logo and and um and did all that kind of stuff um but we added microfiber madness on back to your original question we had microfiber madness on in 2013 i thought that was really important finding products and brands that nobody else had discovered yet in the united right. states at the time um, that were higher quality than anything else that was offered and so that was a big one and then Shoal Concepts wasn't being offered by anybody in the United States and they make fantastic compounds. So we brought them in and that was kind of how we just started bringing different brands. And sometimes it was, it's like we bring, we have some, we carry some Meguiars, um, you know, you can get Meguiars a lot of places. So yeah. it's not that it had to be something that only we had. It was like, if it's something that uh, complimented um, or, or uh, gave some kind of advantage to the, to our customers, like, you know, there's Meguiars products that you, you got to have, you know, there's uh, right. a compounds and the microfiber pads like these are things that are staples and so we thought well we need those staples we can't have somebody wanting to come to us to buy a car pro and microfiber madness and chill concepts and then saying oh but i can't get my mcguire's microfiber pad i have to ah oh, forget it i might as well just go somewhere else and do something different right exactly so these are important items we better just make sure we carry these as well so we brought in some of those and that's just pretty much the, the story on how we yeah and 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 and, and, you know, thinking about it, thinking back, I, I, I do remember a lot of times, you know, buying stuff from you was, like you said, it was stuff that wasn't really being distributed or sold anywhere else. I mean, even even still now to this day, I mean, um, most of most of my staples um, I get from you. I mean, you know, I always tell everybody on the podcast, you're only like half a mile from me and they all think that that sucks and I can just like stop what I'm doing, place an order and then be over there and back in my shop in like five minutes. <laughs> kind of, you know, it's, it's awesome for me <laughs> kind yeah. of deal. Um, so, so kind of like what you were touching on picking the products and everything, when you pick your products um, to, to distribute, you know, what's the exact process that you're going and, and do you have people that want you to distribute those oh, stuff, yeah, but yeah. maybe you just feel like it's, you know, like you were saying, like, it's got to fit, like yeah. it doesn't fit. And then, and then, you know, kind of on top of that, because I know some things you carry from certain brands, but others you don't. So, you know, where do you decide like, okay, these fit what we do, but these don't fit what we do kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the first thing that, that so to answer your first question, yeah, we, we have had brands, in fact, recently we've had um, probably three or four different brands that have reached out to us that um, that were some of them very complimentary as far as, you know, definitely brands that look like their marketing was on point and um, looked exciting and it looked like they were really excited to work with us. And and we've thought very strongly about it. And sometimes, sometimes it, it is, a matter of like if we decline um, an offer like that sometimes it's a matter of we just don't see anything in their line that does something different than what we already offer right and so if it's if for sure there's brands that we've had you know reach out to us where, where it, we've thought oh that that would sell you know like people would buy that but we have this one of the our core values that we built into the into the business was 
do customers, are people just going to buy this because it's well marketed or is there an actual purpose for this? Like, should we feel good about selling them this product or should we feel like we just sold them another product that's like another product we sold them last week? And right. so that's kind of the thing we wrestle with sometimes because sometimes we have customers that say, I want that product. You got to bring that product in. And so there's, there's, it's a fine line. Sometimes there, you get to that a point where you say, we've got to bring this in, even though we feel like we've got something just as good as this. Right. Uh, if there's enough demand for something, then sometimes we'll go across that line. But then it's tough to do that sometimes if it's just one product, because a lot of brands, you know, won't want you to just bring one product in and not carry anything else in their line because you don't find value in the rest yeah. of their line. Yeah. It's kind of a um, slap in the, I don't know if I'd say a slap in the face, but it's kind of um, not the best thing for their brand in some of their opinions. Yeah. Um, and then some of them are think completely different about it. They think, Hey, if I get this one brand, you know, if sky's the limit carries this, this one product from my brand, then they're already, you know, signing off and saying, Hey, we make, you know, some good products. And then maybe if people try this product, they'll want other products. And if they can't get it from sky's the limit, they'll go elsewhere. So it'll still be good for our brand or yeah. maybe sky's the limit. will start bringing on more of our products. And so some, some brands are fine like that. And I, I'd say more of them than, than you would expect are fine with, you know, letting you carry a couple products. Um, if in our case, I don't know if they'd be happy with just anybody carrying just a couple yeah. of products, but we've been pretty fortunate with that when we have wanted to do that. Um, some of our main things that we look at is, um, so our checklist when we say, do we want to carry this product line just in generally, general speaking, or if we're looking for something is number one, do they make quality products? Number two, is this an original? Is this an original product or um, something that is clearly not just a copycat product? Like that's one big thing for us. Um, is if we have because we have some companies reach out to us that are clearly example microfiber madness. Um, they're um, Increda brush. They're Increda mitt. A lot of these products um, when those first came on the scene, there was nothing like them anywhere in the world. Right. And then a couple of years later, when they started to get popular and everybody was talking about the microfiber madness and credit whatever then uh, and credit mitt was the biggest thing at the time um then we started getting uh companies initially from asia that would email us and say hey we can get you this you know this thing for this price and we'll sell you this many and and we looked at it and looked into it and it was clear that they were just something had become popular right and they had taken it and cut it in half and made something that looked like it but when you felt it, it didn't, it wasn't the exact same thing. And so that's something that we're really against because um, the owner of Microfire Madness, uh, Thomas Hackner, he's, I've gotten to know him really well. He's a good friend. And I know um, I trust him more than anybody in the world. I mean, the guy is as honest as they come, as hardworking as they come still to this day. Uh, he started his business a little bit, a little while before I started mine uh, a few years earlier. And still to this day, he's still working, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night, uh, him and Yvonne. And I mean, these guys are working amazing hours and always they're so passionate about what they do. And they're always trying to come up with new ideas and they're innovating and, and doing great things. And so to see some cheap factory that didn't earn what they created, just come in and try to do that and then start right. selling it to other brands. I'm just, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to feel good at night going to yeah. bed. And yeah, I supported that. So I just, that's a big no-no for me. And so uh, when I see a brand come along and they say, hey, I've got this. And I'm like, I already know where you got that from. It's these people, you know, it's this factory and wherever. Right. That just tried to copy his product and use an inferior thing without the, you know. So that's a big no for us. Uh, there's some things where it gets 
so big. Like I can't think of a good example, and it's probably good I can't think of it because I don't <laughs> want to say names. But but um, but there's sometimes when something gets duplicated and copied and imitated so much that it just becomes, you know, like yeah. Uh, then it's just it's just silly. But um, but yeah, it's a, that's a big one that we're against. So we want to make sure that it has a purpose for the detailer that it's that it's high quality um there's been a few times where we get something that like we have some towels that are a little cheaper and aren't the greatest towels in the world because people are like i just want something to you know scrub my tire with and so right I'm yeah to sell an expensive towel for that yeah but we try to focus on quality and yeah, that's the majority of the things that we're really focused on right I know, and that's one of the things i've learned from talking to different detailers um you know when i ask about towels um it it surprises me how many detailers say the Costco towel because it shocks me too, <laughs> because, you know, like they're just, they're, they're, you know, using them for ceramics to throw away. So, you know, like why buy a $2 towel, you know, to, to remove ceramic that you're just going to throw away or, or reduce to a, a wheel towel or tire towel. Um, Cause that's one of um a question I ask a lot is, you know, like, what's your favorite towel or, you know, like what kind of towels do you, do you like, or things like that? And, and kind of alarmingly, I guess, how many people say the Costco towel? So, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. It surprises me too. I always, um, because I always think like guys are spending, you know, four or $500 on a machine, $15 yeah. on a pad or whatever they're spending. And then the thing that they're going to rub on this paint all day long, <laughs> after cheap, they get it perfect. <laughs> Or especially their customer is going to rub on the paint. You know, right. they paid somebody to get it perfect. Um, it just blows my mind how many people will. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I like a good cheap towel, especially if I'm just going to throw it away. But but yeah, for the most time, I don't I don't mind paying two dollars for a towel if it, you know if if I'm going to be like removing polish or something, and it can be washed out and used again, kind of deal. Um, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's save you time pulling stuff off faster, right? And streaks and yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, okay, so talked about the things you come. Um, so I don't know if I can say this, but I want to say it because I want to ask you about it. Um, because I heard and I'm kind of excited if it's true. I'm um, curious. You're gonna start. You're gonna you're gonna start carrying Oberk. Uh, I am. Yes. yes. Yeah. Awesome. I'm actually very excited about that. Yeah, we, um, Alexandra, I, I think she's got everything set up now. It's just nobody can see it in the store yet, I think. Yeah. It's still hidden because we're waiting on it to actually come. But I think all the maybe product descriptions, we still need to add our own uh, stuff too. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, we're super excited about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I am too, because that's one of my favorite awesome um, products to use, especially their yellow pad. Um, when I buy their yellow pads, I usually buy a case of 10 um from uh from uh dave and chris right. um so now again to know that you're half a mile away and gonna have them makes it easier <laughs> for me. that's awesome I, run over and just grab them from you um yeah i was talking with david patterson yesterday and, and uh, yeah he is and i and i told him I, was, I said to him i was like man like you know have you ever thought about you know having Corey carry your stuff and he's like ah he's like i think the deal's done he's like i think they're just waiting on their stuff and I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's going back probably, and it's my fault. I dropped the ball for a few months, um, but we had we had kind of yeah, like you said, the deal was done a few months ago, maybe uh -huh. April, May, something like that. And then I was just there was so many things going on with the whole shipping situation with COVID and just everything yeah. else that I just we never got to it. And then Alexander was like, hey, what's going on with that? We need to. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. 
okay. So yeah. <laughs> nice. She helped me get it, get it taken care of and get the order in. Yeah. I'm, I, like I said, I'm excited. I, I love those guys. I love that brand ever since it's, it, you know, dropped. I've been a fan of it. Yeah. Talk about it a lot on the podcast for not getting paid for it. Um, <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I'm excited uh-huh. for that. Yeah. Um, so with, with the COVID thing, um, and probably for a lot of people who are listening to this, it probably won't matter to them because they're, um, uh, you know, they, they order it and have it shipped to you or whatever. But I know, I know there are a few people locally that listen to the podcast. Um, have you made a decision about opening the, um, the store back up or, yeah. or are you just going to kind of see what's going on? We are, we haven't, we've, yeah, I guess we've made a decision not to open it right now, okay. I would say, but it could be a month from now. It could be like right now, if you had, if I had to guess, I'd say it'll be the rest of this year still. Gotcha. And it's for a few reasons. The biggest is that so much of our business is, um, is shipping stuff out. Yeah. Um, and so there's way more risk in opening the doors and jeopardizing the business then there is, and I'll explain what I mean by that um, in a second, but um, then there is to just keep them closed and say, here's the curb, you know, curbside and um, we can get this, you know, uh, get this out to the box and you can pick it up and, and, but we can't let you in. Right. Um, right. And so for one, um, the possibility of a lawsuit, which maybe that's not a, a very likely thing, but if somebody was to get COVID and then what I have learned in business is that people can sue you for anything, even if you had nothing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hey, that lady, lady could sue yeah. me because they tripped on the sidewalk in California and, right, right. and they wouldn't win, but they could do it. And I right. myself. So. That lady, that lady sued McDonald's for like a million dollars because she spilled hot coffee on herself. Like, exactly. come on. Yeah, I get it. Absolutely. So that's a, that's a little one. Um, that's a little part of it. The biggest part is really the fact that, um, we can, um, dedicate so much time to, uh, helping people on the phone and on, online and yeah. getting orders out in shipping so much faster than we can. If we have, well, you, you know, when we used to have the doors open, if we have a customer come in, we invite them into our office and we'll sit down with them for, you know, an hour. And, um, it, so we could, we could take a whole hour or more potentially yeah. depending on the person could, you know, just, um, just helping them out and we love doing that like that's actually the favorite our favorite thing to do is actually spend time helping people right but we're able to help more people if we're doing it the way we're doing it so that's part of it too to be honest and then um but the the good news is is that um we probably will uh be opening by the end of the year or next year uh, if if the COVID thing wasn't happening then we would we would be open yeah for no sure. no i understand um, yeah i mean it's that, it's and we do have, uh, once we add one more person on, then we feel like we'll have, uh, you know, we'll have a reason Enough, to yeah. we'll have, the, you know, the, the staff, the team to, to handle the customer. Sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 you're fine. I, it, I never realized like it didn't really make a difference to have to come in there. You know, like it's, it's so nice just to like pull up and grab my stuff out of the bin. But at the same time, sometimes you want to mm-hmm. be able to like physically see, you know, things it's you know i mean you kind of hear about them somebody tells you like you should try this out or you should do this you know or you know you go on the website and you read it but sometimes you want to physically you know and and i know that's the part that i miss is like coming in and like being able to physically kind of see it but but at the same time it's not like end of the world i was just i was just curious um some people have been yeah i totally i totally get it we some people are so so some people refuse you know some people they'll come to the door and, and 
and realize that and, you know, get our attention or something and somebody will, you know, pop out yeah. and say, Hey, you know, sorry, you got to call on the phone or we can have somebody walk out here and talk to you, but sorry. And some people are so frustrated over it. They're just like, no, I'm, I won't, I won't do business with you in that case. And we'll, oh, that's, okay, we're yeah. sorry. But that's rare. That's Usually crazy. People, yeah, it is. Um, now it's, that's very rare. That's the extreme. But, um, now a lot of people I think are used to it. So we don't get so much of that anymore. But uh, but I totally get every side of it. It's yeah. I understand. It's, yeah. No. You you guys you guys are you guys are great. I mean, even sometimes when I get there and 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 my order's not there, and you know I sit there patiently, and you pop out, you know, and you're like, I'll get it, I'll get it. And I'm like, dude, it's okay. Like you know, like I appreciate that you're like you know so on top of it and everything. But um, you know, I again, I'm so close. It doesn't really matter to me. I'm getting it so much faster than anybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so let me ask you, um, I do this thing where I, where I ask, ask people like some of their favorites and things like that. So to kind of give, um, maybe everybody some clues, um, what are some of your favorite, I mean, you know what, we'll just run down the list actually, cause why not? You carry a bunch of stuff. Um, so what's a favorite compound of yours that you like? Uh, so heavier cutting. Um, finishing polishes as well just like like what would be your what would be your recommendation if somebody came and said hey look i'm looking for a good a good solid compound um you know um it doesn't have to be you know i don't know i mean you can do you could do medium like i mean i'm just got it yeah so i would ask them obviously a bunch of questions depending on what it was for them but right off the bat i'd be thinking two things i would be thinking this is either going to be if it was heavier cut, I'd be thinking this is either going to be um, uh, Shoal Concepts S2 Black, or this is going to be uh, Car Pro uh, Ultra Cut. Those are probably the first two that are going to pop into my head. Two amazing products. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and then if they were, if they just want to do a one, it depends on, you know, some people are ceramic coating and some people yeah. are, can't even imagine doing more than one step on a car and doesn't matter if it's a little oily, then I might say, oh, if you just want to do one step and you want to get this done and look you know, look great fast. And I'd probably do like S20 black. Um, and then if it was a finishing polish, then I'd, I'd gather, you know, how the paint was, if it was hard, soft, whatever, if it was harder or medium, then I'd probably be thinking uh, Carpro Reflect would be my first thought. Right. Um, depending on their knowledge and things, then I might be thinking Carpro Essence. Um, if it was, if there, if I didn't have that data and I didn't know which, what all the variables were, then I'd probably default to Shoal Concepts uh, S30, especially if you're using dual action, which almost everybody would be. Um, that those would be the ones that I'd probably yeah. be already in my mind. No, right? that's, that's cool. Because yeah. I mean, normally when I ask a question, it's, it's with a detailer, right? And, and so it's kind of more of like, like, what's that first one you grab? Like you, okay, this is old, reliable. I'm going to do my right. test spot with this one because 99% of the time it works. So no, that's that's cool because you you actually gave some different um, yeah. yeah 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 exactly so hopefully hopefully it's good knowledge. Um, how about pads? Like what kind of cut and polish pads do you like? Um, I really love the spider pads um, for cutting. I really love microfiber pads. Um, I like the Meguiar's. I like the Lake Country, um, the Car Pro for a heavy heavy cutting uh, microfiber pad. That one's great. Um, for uh, a strong cutting foam pad, I love the um, the spider, the purple spider pad. Yeah. Um, for like a, 
it's pretty good cutting actually uh the blue the light blue spider pad love okay. that um and then for finishing either the honey spider or the um the car pro gloss pad although that one's real uh real soft but that one has a, has a place uh it just depends on you know a lot of things right but one of those two i used to love the hydrotech pads i think they're they're, they're you know putting those to an end the late country hydrotech um i like the crimson a lot um they're hdo pads those are great um and then i'm real excited about the the oberk pads we don't you know we haven't haven't uh haven't seen those how awesome. uh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they are. I, i've i've done the thing I tell people about that yellow pad is, is it's, you know, and I don't, I don't know pad technology to, to like really explain it, but to me, it's, it's not as heavy cut as like a blue HDO or an orange HDO, but it's, it's heavier than like a Rupes yellow, you know, that, that most people would kind of associate, you know, that yeah. yellow um, polishing that's pad. Too. pad. The Rupes yeah. Yellow, that's yeah. Like right. Um, so yeah, pad. so the, the Oberk yellow pad is just, I, I think it's a good all around. I mean, like I've done one steps with it. Well, not really one steps. Cause I don't like doing one steps, but I'll always still kind of polish over, but I mean, for the most part, it'll cut out. Um, but I can use that with like a heavy kind of cut. I can use it with a light cut. It always polishes down. So nice. It's, it's good yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, 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 I think, I think you'll, you'll have fun with it. Um, yeah um normally i ask towels i'm pretty sure you're just gonna say microfiber madness so <laughs> yeah I'm so, but is there a specific I'm so type I'm, of such great towels but yeah. we have some other ones that aren't microfiber madness um but yeah uh the most of the towels we like we're all about the microfiber madness we, yeah. we absolutely love them uh, <laughs> but if somebody's like i don't want to spend that much on a towel then we're then i would tell them you know what are you going to do but i'd probably be going to car pro two-face that's a huge winner yeah um and we i like the two-face light actually for for oh, ceramic removal yeah oh awesome yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. an i mean it's still kind of a pricey towel but the light you yeah know, you know yeah. the shipping that does that to us on the well, towel like those yeah, towels cost us a ton yeah, from but i don't pay pro. shipping i Pick, I know. Pick up. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just for us to get them here from oh, Korea. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, no. Especially now with COVID. But yeah, yeah. No, but it's it's still a nice, it's a nice, like, thin towel. Like, it's I'm it's nice you're, and you're nice like and grabby that. for for ceramic. Oh, yeah, and yeah. yeah. I mean, you were the one that referred or recommended. Oh, know. that makes sense. Then. Yeah. 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 That's that's all reason. I was like, well, Corey yeah. said to use it, so I'll use yep. it, whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, those hopefully are, we'll be able to get the price down on those light towels. Originally, that was the idea was we have those at a, at a lower price, but right. everything just got us at the wrong time with COVID. And listen, the way, the way I look at it and all detailers really should look at it is stop being cheap. When you're charging what you're charging a client for a ceramic coating, so what if you have to use $10 in towels and they just get thrown away? Like, and the well, you're charging a, a client, <laughs> you know, like what's $10 in towels, right? Like if I had to yeah. use five towels on a, on a, uh, of those towels at a dollar 89 or $2 right. or whatever at they least, are. Yeah. yeah. At least you can honestly tell your client, I use this quality of products on your Right. Yeah. Right. You know, um, how about sealants? What kind of sealants do you like? Um, yeah, well, up. usually, yeah. usually when I say this, like I use sealant as a broad term. So it could be a wax, it could be an SiO2 type, you know, okay. spray on silica, it could be your ceramic coating, like, yeah. like, you know, sealant, sealant to sealant. Yeah. I, I kind of use it yeah. broad term. Got it. Okay. So, uh, so I love uh, old school polymer sealants. Um, there's just something 
so user friendly for because we deal with a lot of different people. Yeah. So sometimes we have customers that um, that have never used anything. And the last thing I'm going to do is tell them, hey, you should go put Hydro 2 on your car. Now, if they're really um, uh, very DIY minded and they like to listen and they want to learn and you can tell that they'll listen to you, then I might say, yeah, Hydro 2, because right. you know you cannot beat Hydro 2 for a, yeah. for a feeling, right? Yeah. <laughs> but there's going to be a lot of, or Hydro Foam, because it's even easier to use. It still has some of the same properties. But um, but my go-to, if somebody doesn't know anything, is I'm going to tell them Obsessed Paint Sealant or Sonus Ion. That's another great one. But Obsessed, uh, the, the I, don't have, I don't know if you use a brand there out of Canada. I haven't. Not uh, yet, no. Like black and red. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've seen it on the side. I've seen it in the stores. I, don't, I just don't. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't tried Paint yet. Sealant because it's stronger than the other ones that I've used and, and it's still super easy to apply. So gotcha. that would be a go-to. Um and then if they wanted if they wanted to get into nano and I didn't want to confuse them, uh, but they were still wanted something super easy, then I'd tell them CarPro Essence Plus because that's even though it's nano, it's so you know you can put it on the whole car. You yeah. Leave it there. I tested. You know I like to test things to the extreme, so I, okay. I tested because there's going to be some customer that's going to do whatever it is that I think of doing. Yeah. And so <laughs> so I left it on for two three days on oh, one wow. spot of the car and it still wiped off. You know just you can't go wrong with it for a sealant and it lasts like a year. So oh, I love that one. Not bad. Uh, those would probably be my go-tos for for sealants in my mind. What is right? Um, what's your favorite machine? And it doesn't not like necessarily name brand, but like if you're gonna use a machine, what's your what's your go-to machine? Um, I would say the I would say the fifteen, the 15. Uh, from Rufus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, used to be the flex the 3401 i know a lot of people don't don't like that machine but I that was what i learned on yeah uh, so I, I love that machine it, so it you know it's for me to, for it to be going counterclockwise yeah. that's what i learned on but the the uh, mark ii especially the the 15 and the 21 is great also but um those machines just do so much of the work for me it's just less i just don't want to yeah work you're, out not, you're not fighting yeah you're not yeah, fighting it with yeah yeah, I love that. No, I love that. I just kind of have to be there with it and yeah, just, just guide it along, <laughs> right? So and it's and it's um, uh, it's pretty fifty fifty when I ask that question, honestly, between the thirty four hundred one and 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 a Rupes machine. Yeah, um, you know, I I think um, so so what I get is I get thirty four hundred one, and then I of course I get like the fifteen or the or the twenty one, depending on um. And then some of the real, I call them the real detailers because they're guys like Dave Fermani and and uh, Jason Kilmer, those guys doing like that crazy stuff. Um, they're the uh, uh, what is it the 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 seventy five the the pneumatic um, little three inch. Um, yeah. I, I forget what the the name on that one is. Um, but like then there's a few of those types of guys that you know like that's that's their their machine that they're grabbing when they go to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then of course the last and most important question, and I and probably know where you're going to answer this one out, but I still got to ask an answer anywhere. Who's your favorite me or Noxy? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting this one. This is tough, tough choice. Yeah. Can I answer it? No, you don't have to. It'll make me feel better if you don't answer it. <laughs> okay. You're my favorite. Don't tell Noxie. All right, cool. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and then um i do have a uh, so f- maybe for anybody who's interested um because we kind of didn't talk about it um with the ceramics so i know you're you are like super like i don't know if the word strict or picky or particular yeah yeah. Um, about who you how you do your your approvals for codings and things like that so um you know if you want to take this time to maybe kind of explain it to people so they kind of understand because i know it's like i mean you guys like out of people who apply to do it there's like such a small percentage that actually yeah. even get a even and get a chance to go to the training and even though you go to the training you, you're yeah. still not guaranteed to be approved so right. i got you know i don't know if you have ever really explained it to people so that they know if you yeah. want to take a I little mean, bit of time. On a one-on-one basis you know we do when people ask us but um i appreciate you giving the opportunity to just be um you know honest and yeah forthcoming with that stuff um so there's a few things that we go through. Um, I would say, uh, and sometimes it's not always fair and it's not perfect. Um, and sometimes there's, and sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we say, we used to make mistakes in, on the other end, you know, every once in a while we would approve somebody and then regret it. Right. Now we probably, I would say in the past two or three years, I can't think of a single person that we've added to the program that we thought, wow, that was a mistake. Right. Um, how do we get out of this situation? Um, yeah, I'd say at least two or three years, I cannot think of a single one. And so that's great. Um, but now, you know, we err on the other side of it. So now sometimes we have somebody that might be great, but we, there's other things that come into play. There's a bunch of different things that come into play. And sometimes we, sometimes it, it might just not be fair in some situations, but part of the things to get more specific to answer your question, um, that come into play. Number one is we're looking at, um, if they're a trustworthy individual, like as far with regards to, are they being honest with their clients? Are they, um, are they promising things that aren't true? Are they being dishonest? You know, what level of character do they have uh, with regards to how they conduct their business and how they live life really? Um, And then that's one. And then right there with it would be the quality of work. So we're super picky about the quality of work. Um, When we first, and it's not that there's anything wrong with and I'll go off on a tangent for a second, but the the people that we approve for the C-Course Professional and C-Course Finance Program are, um, they're probably not the people that um, some, that the majority of, of somebody that buys a new car is going to think to go to. Right. You know, if we're honest with ourselves, most of those guys, most, most, people when they buy a new car they have no idea the level of of detail that these guys are going to polish to the guys that we've approved into this program um and so it might be pointless for them um if they if that's really what they're after then you know this is the way to go but but a lot of times that might not be and so it's whether it's um for better or for worse good decision bad decision you could you could look at it a million different ways, but when we first started the program, that was how we started it back in 2012. When we said, "Hey, we're gonna," there was no um, professional, you know, quote unquote professional or certified programs out there at the time. Actually, I think Optimum Optimum had one. Uh, okay, they might have been before us even. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were before us. So Optimum had a professional uh, coding um, that you had to be, you know, uh, that they would certify yeah. people to, to be, be installers of. But um, but nobody was really doing that. 
And when we did it, we thought, hey, we're going to do it serious. Like we're not just going to approve anybody. We're going to approve only people that do this level of work. And we learned a ton between then and four years after that, or even still to this day, you know, then and now. Um, but we already had had created that what we were going to do. And so when we first did it, um, we told installers, hey, we're going to give you this much area around your shop. We're not going to add, you know, multiple people around there. We're only going to go for this level of thing. And and so that's what we created. And then when as it as it grew um, and uh, people heard about us and more people wanted to you know join the program, um, we thought and, and at the time there was not very many there were ceramic coatings were not a big right. market so there was yeah. it wasn't a big deal what we did you know right, <laughs> nobody right. wanted to get a ceramic coating so there wasn't like the, it, it was you couldn't see any um benefit or you know pro and con it, you couldn't really see uh how that would go based on what you were doing but as it grew obviously then you said oh wait a second we've got big choices to make now um we could sell hundreds of thousands of these kids like everybody wants this stuff right but um we had already given our word at the beginning this is how we're going to do this program and that's something that for us we always felt like was really important was to yeah. stay true to our word and so we just thought no nope, we know we're gonna and so if anything we made it you know uh, a tighter and tighter thing to where we we tightened up the you know the issues where if somebody was if we found out somebody was um, using, you know, not doing what they were say, said they were doing on a car, then we can't have that person in the program and we would eliminate. And slowly we got to this group of people that we could really be proud of. Um, and I mean, it was like that from the beginning, but there was always that, you know, a bad apple here, a bad apple there. You discover yeah. Sometimes it's, you know, but anyway, we got to that point where we felt really great about it and we didn't have those problems. So then um, it was like, we need to maintain this. And so, when we went from at the time we had just one professional product that was Seacourt's finest. And then when we brought on Seacourt's professional, there was kind of a, um, there was two ways to go with it. Initially, my belief with Seacourt's professional was we needed something that we could go a little more mainstream with. Right. And we could, because there's all these people out there that want somebody they can trust to do their, uh, you know, to polish their car and, and get their car protected. Um, but that's not really in the budget for them. They don't care if the car is perfect. And so, that was kind of where I was uh, thinking that was the best way to push the program, but it felt too much like a betrayal to, I think, to a lot of our C-Courts finance installers that had helped build that, build the brand. And so when we first started to put that out, um, first started to bring that part of the program out and a lot of them uh, came to me and said, Hey, you know, like this is the effect this is what we see. And we always take, you know, take into consideration any of our customers and for sure ones that have helped us build the brand or been, you know, customers for, for a long time. And, um, and so they felt like, you know, Hey, this is, this will be, um, this could, you know, water down the brand if right. you do it this way. And so we thought, okay, um, let's back up just a little bit here and really think about how we do this. And so we didn't end up doing it so much like that for sure. We, um, we made it to, to where we could reach more people, but, uh, we didn't water it down at all. If anything, we got stricter from that point on, we actually start, got to the, got to where, uh, the Seacourt's professional coding was stricter than how we'd ever done the Seacourt's finest program for, oh, up okay. until that point. And then we just pushed reserve up further too. So the finest reserve, we pushed up further and the Seacourt's professional was even stricter than the finest had been up until that point. And so there was kind of, you know, like growing pains and learning, you know, you know, exactly what, what we, what it wanted to be. And, uh, and that's, that's kind of the, the short answer, but um, to this day now, 
what we really look for is it, still those same things. Um, and uh, and we we try not to um, we make it a little bit more difficult for people to apply as well because we don't want you know every single person applying and we have to spend you know five ten hours just getting really into the review of their application right. just to have to tell them no I'm sorry because then we've spent five or ten hours on something that they're probably not going to be happy with us they're probably going to be upset with us that we didn't approve them and so it's it's just a lose lose for us so yeah. it needs to be. <laughs> It needs to be if you're going to apply, then you need to be serious and you need to be honest about your business and you need to have, you know, a, a registered business and, and have a, you know, have all these things. So long story short, that's why we made the, the process the way it is now. And then what we did do recently was because I still felt like we needed to have um, have an option for um, for people that wanted a ceramic coating and somebody they can trust. So we did start adding the Seacourts UK. Um, the Seacourts or the CARPRA approved center. So we have the Seacourts Finance, the Seacourts uh, Professional, and then the CARPRA approved, which CARPRA approved, they can't use any product. Uh, they, there's no product that they have available to, to those um, installers that you can't buy, you know, from us, no matter right. who you are. Yeah. But we're just vouching for them. We're saying, hey, they might not have a shop yet. They might not have this yet, but um, we're going to invite them to our training or that we've invited them to their training. They've passed this, you know, we've seen them, we trust them. We know that they're not going to lie to you and, and, you know, skip the polishing of your car and just put a coating on and charge you thousand dollars. Like we are vouching for, for this person and for, for their level of character and for the quality of work. And so we've, we've started doing that and slowly integrating a, a handful of people into that, that side of it as well. And then those people obviously will, will have a relationship with them will know what they're doing. And so when they go to get their shop, um, we'll be able to, or get whatever it is that they're missing in their business. Right. And we'll be able to say, Hey, we already know this person. Seacourse professionals all yours, you know, like we, right. you're ready that's for pretty, it. Now. Yeah. That's a pretty cool thing. Cause it's, you know, I, I guess it kind of gives, you know, maybe that guy that's starting out, maybe starting mobile, but he, you know, has an opportunity to get a shop down the road or something like that. It gives them that maybe like light at the end of the tunnel, you know, that he doesn't have to, you know, just stick with something that, you know, anybody can buy. And I know that was, <clears throat> I know that was, that was one of the issues the my, my first time using CarPro um, UK um, was, you know, clients, you know, like, well, I could buy this stuff on Amazon. Right. You know, and it's, it, you know, and again, in the beginning, I wasn't you can go mess up your car with that stuff from Amazon. If you, right, right. You exactly. And I do. didn't, I didn't really know that in the beginning, I didn't know how to, you know, like explain to them, like, it's really the prep, you know, it's not, you're not paying all this money just for the bottle. You're paying it for the prep and my knowledge. It makes it harder. It's more work. Right. Right. Really and, and then when I kind of came back to it last year or so, um, when when noxy turned me on to it when i kind of stopped using my quote unquote professional coding line that i was using at the time and i just didn't feel like you know jumping through hoops or hurdles or whatever you know and i you right. know and i and i had the knowledge to know that it is my prep that's doing it and really doesn't matter what i throw on there as long as it's you know good and so noxy was like you know do the do the uk 3.0 you know ti2 combo before because it was before sic came out yeah um and then i had no problems telling people i was using you know something that they could essentially buy on amazon because i knew the way that i sold it and explained 
my prep process or my before process that that that's what they understood and that's what they yeah. got so and they're picking up on your confidence like you know you're putting a great product on there and right your skills and yeah so so i think i think that's i think that's kind of a cool thing that you do um with that no no just in case anybody is curious because i'm curious um if anybody wants to know what's really the difference between pro and finest reserve i mean um yeah is it it, because i know like some i know like brian i remember when i talked to brian when he was down here for verge last year that's when you did right 2020 because it yeah. was before before the the shutdown or a whatever week before the show yeah yeah, yeah. the whole country yeah and you know out. you know of course him and evie we we all went out to dinner family and everything like that and we were talking and he's like dude i do way more professional than i do finest you know he's like it's just what we do yeah. um so i was you know so i just was kind of curious like what's really the the benefit of one over the other kind of deal yeah, it's a great question. Um, it, so uh, I'll go off on a slight tangent first. Yeah, that's fine. You just said. Um, so we have installers from their perspective. We have installers, you know, all across the country and the, all across the world. But um, depending on the installer you ask, it, you'll have it, it's all over the place. And sometimes right. it comes down to the market. Sometimes it comes down to the environment. Sometimes it comes down to what they believe and how they're installing it, and a combination of all those things. But some of them will sell way more professional than they will uh, finance reserve. We have a couple that sell zero professional and sell finance reserve on every, you know, yeah. in certain markets. Um, we have some that currently swear by the Seaports UK SIC combo. And like, that's their main focus. Like they're putting, even though they are professional and, and even a reserve installer, they might, that might be their favorite combo for their, you know, they've got B pollen, you know, B, yeah. uh, excrement you know landing on the car and that's a, a big issue for some people or certain kind of plants in certain places um in california you know they have different kind of leaves that yeah. land on the car in these driveways and sit there just wet and will mess up some ceramic coatings and not others and so depending on what it is some people have different experiences with different coatings and now if i was if i if you hadn't made me think of those things generally speaking uh the answer that i think you were looking for more was is that reserve would be more uh a little more durable than professional they're both they're both phenomenal like if you put secret professional up against um you know anything out there then it's going to be you know at the top of the of the food chain but the reserve is just you know a a bit you know just an extra level stronger with regards to um yeah just how long it's going to last in in a in a bigger condition and then some people they just want the very best of what they can have they're going to yeah. get reserved you know that they just that's just what they want they're like oh that's the best one that's what i want they don't do yeah. <laughs> um, some people are going to say is it really this huge of a difference like uh you know i really right you know, this well, is a lot of money for me yeah and if i if i pay a thousand dollars less is is it really gonna so depending on the budget i if it was me if i was the installer then depending on what their budget was and how they were going to use the car then i would say you don't need to spend that much money right let's dial it back a little bit and and you know you can you know get your kids braces or something yeah. <laughs> like something that's really important right. and that was that was um, you know kind of like what you're saying there you know that's a question i asked noxie when when him and i were kind of having you know a little back and forth about you know me trying to sign up for the professional line or whatever and and that was you know the question that i asked him as i said listen 
you know, if, if everything CarPro does is two years, cause I know, you know, it's a, it's yeah. a undersell overperform sure. kind of deal. Right. Um, but the way yeah, I was looking at it is like, if everything's two years, whether it's UK 3.0 or it's finest reserve, like then what's really the point, right? Like if I'm going to yeah, sell it so as a two year coding and I know yeah. it's going to last two years, like, then what's the big deal? And, yeah. and, and he kind of was like, that's a good question like you know what i mean yeah. like he he didn't really have an answer for me which yeah. i thought was which i thought was really cool and then it yeah, kind of gave actually not to have an answer <laughs> right right exactly and it kind of gave me a little bit of like like good feeling about it to say like okay well you know because i know we've had this conversation there's already you know enough pro installers here and and, and you're kind of leaving it at that and so it leaves me like, okay, well, I don't feel so like, feel so bad because, you know, like I know I can still use a product that's just as good. And if I'm layering it, you know, doing the UK SIC, you know, by talking to you and Noxie, like those two combined are, you know, kind of bulletproof, I want to say, you know, not, you know, not really, but I mean, no, no, no coding is bulletproof, but I mean, that's a pretty strong combo um when you put those two together so it's kind of like it is you know like okay well if i can just use that and i'm getting i'm getting you know great gloss and super slickness and great protection and i'm gonna sell it as a two-year coating i'm not really selling it as anything you know it's gonna last longer then okay like you know why why you know so so yeah, kind of kind of going in what you were saying about, you know, they all kind of fall together. That was my question yeah. on Ox. And, and yeah, I I would say, um, and, and it's true. And I and I would say the truth from from my experience, from what I've seen of all the coatings that I've ever played with, the truth is is that how it's treated and how yeah. it was prepared, all those things are gonna make a bigger difference than anything else with regards to really good quality coatings. So yeah. for sure there's some coatings out there that are not going to last more than two years. But if you look at any of these, you know, any of those C quartz coatings, they're as long as it's well cared for, it's going to last you know, yeah. more than two years. But I think that the reserve, the professional, and even the UK, I mean, you make a good point. Any of those are going to definitely last longer than two years. It's just how yeah. much longer. Uh, but right. it's hard to have an apples to apples test. You know, if I'm just being uh, honest, then right. it's hard to have an apples to apples test. Um, over the course of five years, six years, because you have so many different cars, yeah. um, you know, you, so many different conditions of the different cars that you're testing on. Right. Um, but I would say the reason that that, that nobody wants or that CarPro doesn't want to say more than two years is because they're just trying to be super honest about uh, or, you know, about uh, expectations. Yeah. And it's going to last longer than two years. But what's it going to look like in two years? Right. And on well, a daily driver, yeah. it's not going to look great after two years if they're not washing it regularly. Right. And the that's, right that's the thing I always tell people. And that's why, you know, of course, again, in the beginning, not knowing any better, you know, shooting for that four year or five year coding, because that's like the big thing to do or whatever. Right. For sure. But, but, you know, dialing it back down to, to a UK SIC combo, whatever, and telling people it's a two-year coding, um, you know, because like what you just said, like, what's the car going to look like after two years? And the thing that yeah. I, the thing that I've known, because I mean, I've experienced it firsthand, um, you know, personally, actually, is you get that new car and it's your baby 
you know, like you said, with your, with your, yeah. with your Saturn, you know, like you went out and did all the right stuff, but after like two years, three right. years, life gets in the way, now you start job. getting right. Now you're not, not washing it all the time. Mm-hmm. You're not taking care of it all the time. And, and, and I'm using, you know, a, a majority of the population. Cause there right. might be some people that listen to this and be like, no, man, my no, first yeah. years old. I'm <laughs> exactly. still, you know, yeah. Um, but then yeah, I wouldn't be in business if there wasn't enough. Right. Enough. Exactly. But, yeah. Um, so, so what's the point in selling a five-year coding when you know that that client's going to drop off really taking care of their car at about the two and a half to three-year mark? Yeah. And then at four years, the car is going to look like garbage. The coding is going to look like garbage. They're going to come back to you and complain about it. You it's know, really so. just an ease of use thing. It's, just, it's really, really just an ease of selling thing. Like that's, right. that's where a lot of people didn't feel, it started with, I think, with some of the ceramic coding companies that came out and said, hey, they've got this, like, if we just tell people it's 10 years or whatever, yeah. like, it was just like, what number can we give people to where yeah. they'll buy our coding? <laughs> right, and exactly. I think that's the truth of the matter, honestly. Right, right. You know, but it's, it's crazy because... Now, it's the truth. Yeah. I guess it's just cre- the truth. And more and more people know that now, yeah. which is great, because I remember when it first started happening and people started, our own installers started saying, you you guys got to up the, up the years. Like, you guys got to say five year, 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, I'm getting creamed over here because clients are coming into my shop and saying... Um, why should I buy this when you're going to charge me just as much or more? And this guy down here says that his will last 10. And it was a very stressful time for us because yeah. <laughs> some other companies were marketing, you know, 10 years or forever, you know, really heavy. And we, and I, you know, that's a long story. I won't get off on that tangent, but, um, but ultimately the way things actually did end up going is we just kept saying, just, tell the customers the truth. And yes, you're going to have some that walk out and try not to get frustrated, breathe, accept yeah. it. But guess what? A year down the line or six months down the line, even when that customer that bought that, you know, 10 year coding, not just the 10 year coding, but the belief that it was going to look great for right. you know a year from now, even no matter what he did um, six years or six months from now, or a year from now, that same customer that you think you lost, he's going to come back to you because when that car starts looking bad and he goes buy another car for his wife or he trades that car in, you know, a year from now or two years, whatever it is, or if it just starts looking bad for whatever reason, the next time he wants to deal with somebody, he's not going to go back to that shop Yeah, because he's going to see the truth. And the truth is this is not going to look great unless he treats it a certain way. Yeah. Even after a year and, and he's going to call you. And, and I feel like that's what happened. It got more and more. Um, it, at first it felt like there was just like, five of us like standing against this tide, yeah. <laughs> this huge wave just like trying to smash us and tell us you got to do this too you know this yeah. is what everybody's doing and now i feel like even in the forums like i see on some of the um facebook groups and uh and like i was talking about it here and and i see that there's like this now there's the knowledge like before right. we would oh, it was crazy we would half of the phone calls we got all day would be people asking us the same thing they were asking our installers what's, what's this two years? Like, what is this? Like, how come yours isn't permanent? (laughs) We'd be like, cause nobody's coding is permanent. And we couldn't believe that we had to spend all day long repeatedly telling people it's not permanent. What they're telling you is not true. It's not permanent. Like how are people believing this? And so it was really, it took patience, but it was, it was a lot. And now we never get those calls. Right. And And so I think it happened that even the companies that were promoting that now they're trying to rewrite the script and say, Hey, here's the truth guys. Right. And they're trying to reword it all, you know, but that's not how it went. They tried to push something that wasn't true. I think as a business person, I'd rather sell a two year coding every two years 
then sell a four-year coding, a five-year coding, a 10-year coding for basically the same price as a two-year coding. Um, you know, and then, and then you never see that client again for five years, 10 years, whatever, because they believe that that coding is going to still be on the car. I'd rather tell somebody, hey, I'll sell you a two-year, you know, it's X amount of dollars, see you in two years and do it again for X amount of dollars. And now I've made twice in four years what the guy is doing a four-year coding for at the same price that I charge for two years. So yeah. that's the way I've started looking at it. I completely agree with you. And then if, if they want to look at it that way, if they aren't hearing what you're saying, then the thing that one of the things that I like to say is you, if you want a 10 year warranty, then you just have to rethink, you know, just rethink the way that you're, that, that you're doing it. Because yeah. even if they buy something that they say has a 10 year warranty, if that, if that company is even going to still be in business, you know, right. they're always still going to be a business. If they are, then they have to pay when they come back for that service. Like, Part of that ten-year warranty includes them coming back and paying, yeah, you know, every, every, year, every year yeah. to have this service right. done. So it's, it's like I would just explain that, like if, if I was talking to a you know to a detail shop or a, a, a somebody you know like yourself, then that's exactly what I'd say. I'd say, well, this is the same thing. It's just that you know now you're going to come back every two years. Yeah, there you'd be going back every year. You're still going to pay this out over ten years. I'll give you a ten-year warranty, no problem. Yeah. We're gonna reinstall the coding every <laughs> two years. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We'll do it for ten years. Yeah, we're just telling you the truth about what we're actually doing. You know. Right. Right. Yeah, and I and I've gotten a lot of um, uh, you know, in the in in the past probably, I don't know, three years or so, um, I I've gotten to the to the point with my clients. Um, I I guess I feel kind of lucky that, um they never really ask, you know, what, what brand, you know, it's just, do you do a ceramic coating? How much is it? You know, when, when next availability kind of deal. I've heard that um, more and more also that's been my experience has changed more and more to that where just a ceramic coating. Yeah. I, you know, it's people I don't think are caught up in the, the brand naming as much or, you know, cause in the beginning, well, I would get that. Right. They find somebody that they can see eye to eye. Yeah. And- because in the beginning i did get those couple of phone calls you know like the 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 you know eight year lifetime whatever codings no i don't do that i do this one it's the same but it you know oh no no i'm looking for that okay well have a nice day you know kind of deal um yeah so listen i I don't want to keep you too much longer because i know you uh i know you're still still at the shop and you want to go um, I do appreciate you coming on and doing this, um, especially yeah, if, if it, it if, if, if it is as a rare and special as I've been told it was. Um, if anybody, let's let's do the uh, you know for anybody you know again who doesn't know you, um, they should know you. You're 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 a wonderful person. Um, your business is awesome. Uh, I'll say that until the cows come home. Um, where does everybody find you? Um, and if, you know, you don't want to be like personally found where, where, you know, for the business and things like that website, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever the things are going on these days, where, where can people get you at? Thank you so much. Um, yeah, the, the TikTok, I, I, I just couldn't take on one more thing. So <laughs> I haven't gone on there, but, um, uh, with the business, but, uh, so website is, uh, skycarcare.com uh the um that'll just uh forward you right to carpro-us.com same thing 
Um, phone number is 386-259-0759. Uh, best email to get us at is service at carpro-us.com. And that email address hits myself, the general manager, Alexandra, and then also Lewis, who uh, operates most of the customer service and all three of us can help. So um, uh, on Facebook, we're, uh, I think it's at Sky Car Care on both Facebook and Instagram. And I think that's everything. Nice. Nice. Yeah, and thank you so much for having me. It's it's, it's been great. So I, I really appreciate you. Yeah, guys. no, no, I, I appreciate it. And I know I know we've kind of talked about it on and off for a little bit, and and you know you're you're kind of busy, so it was nice when uh uh when you kind of threw it out there, um, and then trying to make it happen. So I, I appreciate it. Um, all right, that's it. I hope everybody enjoyed. Yeah, <laughs> Corey, I, <hope> so too. <laughs> Corey, I appreciate it, man. And uh, yeah, likewise, I'll, I'll probably Please be seeing that. you soon. I think I, I think I gotta get some stuff, so um, I'll probably see you within the next week or so, or, or at least I'll be over there. I guess maybe I won't see you, see you, but unless you're out, sounds um, good. There's been a couple uh, developments around here lately, also. So, oh, okay. Um, if you do stop in, make sure to whoever you talk to, as long as I'm here, um, make sure to tell them to grab me because we need to chat about stuff. Okay. Here. Yeah. Cool. No worries. And, and again, I'm only half a mile away, so it's not like it's far for me to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. All right, yeah, man, I think I, you're our closest customer. There's nobody closer than you. Yeah, I don't think so, man. Like yeah. somebody was like, you could walk over there. And I'm like, not in this Florida heat. No, I'm like, <laughs> it's so bad. Oh my God. <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm not walking anywhere. Maybe when it cools down, but no, not now. Yeah. Um, all right, buddy. I appreciate it, man. Right. You have a great Thanks night. So much, Thank Alex. you so much. Okay, you too. Appreciate it. Bye. Take care. All right, bye-bye.